December 15, 2021, Christian Science Weekly Bible Lesson. Read from the New King James Version of the Bible, copyrighted by Thomas Nelson, and 21st Century Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, a modern version of Mary Big Reddy's Science and Health, copyrighted by Cheryl Peterson. Subject, Mind. Golden Text, Psalms. Great is our Lord, and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. Luke. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son, when her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to, this, to circumcise the child, and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, saying, His name is John. So they all marveled. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, praising God. Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, 
I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which were written in it, for the time is near. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. 21st Century Science and Health Angels are God's representatives. These ascending beings never lead toward selfishness, sin, or materiality, but guide to the divine principle of all good, where every real individuality, image, or likeness of God gathers. Resolved to pay attention to these angelic spiritual guides, they stay with us, and we entertain angels without knowing it. The ancient prophets received their foresight from a spiritual, metaphysical position, not by predicting evil and mistaking fiction as fact. Reading the future from the premise of fleshly and human belief is not scientific foresight. When sufficiently advanced in science to be in agreement with the truth of being, individuals become seers and prophets involuntarily. Prophecy is not controlled by spirits, demons, or quantum entities, but by the one spirit. It is the prerogative of the ever-present divine mind and of, in, and of thought in alignment with this mind to know the past, the present, and the future. John the Baptist prophesied the coming of the Immaculate Jesus, baptizing with spirit, who, along with Elijah, presented the spiritual idea of God's fatherhood. John the Revelator completes the picture with woman, typifying the spiritual idea of God's motherhood. The moon under her feet reveals the universe's secondary and attributable to spirit, from which the universe borrows its reflected light, substance, life, and intelligence. As we become better acquainted with the science of being, we are better able to communicate with the divine mind. Spiritual knowledge not only allows people to foresee and foretell events which concern the universal welfare, but it also inspires people divinely to reach the range of unfettered mind, spirit. To understand incorporeal mind, is to perceive that mind is infinite. Mind is not bound by physicality. Mind is not dependent on fleshly ear and eye for sound or sight. Mind is not contingent 
on corporeal muscles and bones for movement. This perception of boundless mind extends toward mind science and toward a perception of our true nature and existence, which does not include material personalities, and without material personalities or spirits, there is no basis upon which to build for psychics or spiritualism. All we correctly know of spirit comes from God, divine principle, and is learned through truth and divine science. If this science has been thoroughly taken in and properly digested, we can know the truth more accurately than the astronomer can detect a nebula or calculate an eclipse. Scientific mind reading greatly differs from clairvoyance, psychics, or extrasensory perception, ESP. The reading of divine mind is the illumination of spiritual understanding. Enlightened understanding demonstrates the capacity of soul, not the capacity of human imprints. Soul sense comes to the human mind as the human mind yields to divine mind. Spirit-based intuition reveals whatever constitutes and perpetuates harmony, enabling one to do good, but not evil. You will reach the perfect science of healing when you are able to read the human mind intuitively and discern the error you would destroy. The miracle introduces no disorder, but unfolds the permanency of spiritual order. It establishes the science of God's unchangeable law. Only spiritual evolution is worthy of the exercise of divine power. The same power which heals sin also heals sickness. This is the beauty of holiness, that when truth heals the sick, it casts out evils. And when truth casts out the evil of disease, it heals the sick. Christ cast out the devil of dumbness, and the man who had been mute spoke. Don't repeat the ancients who asked, can God spread a table in the desert? What can't God do? Skepticism regarding the pathology and theology of divine science comes from being unfamiliar with mind, comes from unfamiliarity with the recuperative energies of truth, the sharp experiences of mortality, as well as our disappointments and constant troubles turn us like tired children to the arms of divine love. Then we begin to learn life in divine science. Without this process of weaning, can you fathom the mysteries of God? It is easier to desire truth than it is to stop our dead-end thinking and habits. Human beings may seek the understanding of divine science, but they will not be able to profit from Christian science without applying the spiritual facts in their daily life. This endeavor consists of forsaking error of every kind and possessing no other consciousness but good. Love's discipline is nourishing. As love corrects us, we advance towards justice, peace, and purity, which are the milestones of science. Beholding the infinite tasks of truth, we pause, wait on God. Then we make every effort to improve for the better. Spiritualized thought feels creative, free, and inspired, as if touching the divine glory. 
when understanding modifies the standpoints of life and intelligence from a material to a spiritual basis, we gain the reality of life. Spirituality allows us to experience the control of soul over temporal sense and to perceive truth in its divine principle. This must be the climax before our harmony and immortality is felt and our capabilities revealed. It is highly important in view of this immense work to be accomplished before this recognition of divine science can come to turn our thoughts toward divine principle so that limited belief may be prepared to relinquish its error. In Hebrew, Greek, Latin, and English, the word faith and its corresponding words have these two definitions, trustfulness and trustworthiness. One kind of faith trusts one's well-being to others. Another kind of faith understands divine love and how to work out more strenuously at your salvation with reverence and trembling. I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. This expresses the helplessness of blind faith, whereas the directive, believe and you will be saved, demands self-reliant trustworthiness, which includes spiritual understanding and confides all to God. The Hebrew verb to believe means also to be firm or to be constant. This certainly applies to truth and love understood and practiced. Rigidity in mistaken mindsets will never save us. We need to become familiar with original Bible text and be willing to give up mistaken beliefs and interpretations established by hierarchies or instigated by the worst human passions. Familiarity with text opens the way for divine science to be understood and makes the Bible the map of life, where the healing steps of truth are pointed out. The struggle for truth makes one strong instead of weak, restful instead of weary. If the belief in the cycle of mortal life and death were obliterated and the understanding obtained that existence is ongoing, this would be a tree of life known by its fruits. Human beings should renew their energies and endeavors and see the folly of hypocrisy, while also learning the necessity of working out their own salvation. When it is learned that disease cannot destroy life and that human beings are not saved from sin or sickness by death, this understanding will quicken into newness of life. This enlightenment will overcome the desire to die or a dread of the grave and thus destroy the great fear that burdens mortal existence.